Season 2, episode 31 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Greg Taylor from Brazil. Otaji to the mundo. And Zach Gasnola from Weymouth. Hello, everybody. Right, okay, so it's just gone 10 to 8 on Sunday, the 20th of March 2016. Um, we've, we've played Bournemouth, um, we've won 3 0. We'll, we'll talk about that game in a minute. Um, just re- want to rewind. Um, and, and over the last seven days so last week Nicky did the podcast kindly in my absence um, and did a sterling job once again um, I couldn't do it because I was I was at Villa Park um, watching us beat Aston Villa 2-0 um, not going to talk about the game because that's been done to death but just um, it was my first time to first visit to Villa Park um, great stadium traditional English ground and um a uh, big thank you also to Jess Nicholl, who was able to sort out tickets for myself um, and Paul Liesel. We, we were at the game, and yeah, it was a really good good day out. Obviously, great Spurs winning. Um, atmosphere great, as, as as you'd always expect from um, our, away, our, our travelling fans. Um, but it was it was quite interesting because Aston Villa, quite a, quite a lot, lot of Villa Park was was empty. There were lots of empty seats. And um, the uh, the group of fans, Villa fans, that were to our right hand side um, behind the goal, they, bless them, had to endure watching what arguably must be one of the worst Premier League teams ever. Um, and they're pretty poor. I thought, thought thought they were poor when they came to White Hart Lane earlier this season, and, and they were pretty poor last week. Um, and then you know their their team's what it is, and they've. As a club, the fans have resigned themselves uh, that they're going to be relegated. But despite all of that, they they, they were very good good natured about the whole thing, um, and there was lots of good banter between us and them. Um, and yeah, it was just really nice to see that at a football ground. Obviously, if they were further up the table and they were competing for us, competing with us, then I'm sure it would have been a completely different kettle of fish. But um, it was just, uh, it was really good. At one point they were singing Learner Out, Learner Out, and we started singing with them, which was amusing. And then towards the end of ma- the match, there was a banner, which I don't know what was on the on the banner, but um, one of the stewards took it away. So that steward got a lot of stick from the Villa fans, and we start we started joining in with the Villa fans and, and were very supportive. And, and yeah, there was lots of, sort of mutual appreciation I think to the point where afterwards on Twitter um, the Villa fans said um, they'd hope we'd win the league which is nice of them to say that um, right the other the other thing that happened last week so on Tuesday um, I went down to Hotspur Way um, through mentioned on previous podcasts I'd won a competition to see um, to see the, te- the, the, the first team train um, and I went down and um, 
a lady called Emma Donovan was my guest for the day and we went down and we got to see it was a really cold cold day and we got to see um, the first team train and um, some of the um, development squad were also training with the first team so we, we got, got, got to see all, all of them train um, and afterwards they came over and they signed autographs the whole first team and um, took pictures and stuff, which was which, which which was really really nice. We we had obviously the opportunity as they were coming by to ask the odd question. Um, <laughs> Jan the Tongan was asked when he would return, and um, he cited after the international break. So hopefully he should be back in contention against Liverpool. Um, I asked. Harry Kane and Ryan Mason the same question, which was which I think I think was a good question, but um, I've seen others on social media disagree. Um, but hey ho, um, which was why do we when we defend corners why do we not put a man on the post? Which I, I think is a perfectly valid question, and I don't think it's 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 a criticism necessarily of Tottenham. It's just one of those things. Normally teams do that. Um, Harry Kane replied back by saying, "Good question. You'd have to ask the gaffer." Um, which was a fair enough response. Um, Ryan Mason, when I asked him the same question, gave me a funny look and was a bit pissed off, I think, or a bit bit, bit, bit perplexed. And his response was, well, how many goals have we conceded from corners all season? Um, and, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a good day out. We, we got a tour of um, facilities. Um, I should also say... Uh, Gave Deli Ali a Deli Ali wave. Um, saw, <laughs> saw yeah, it's a pity that wasn't video, isn't it? We saw the photo. It's a still, it's a good still. Um, yeah. You can see it's Deli Ali wave, can't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, the fingers open. <laughs> uh, yeah, we took a, took a group photo with them, which which was nice as well. And in, in the group photo, you've got Dyer at the back standing with, with, Deli, with Deli Ali, and Dyer's doing like a uh, V finger um, behind. Oh, funny is. A funny what, sorry? A bunny is. A bunny is. Yeah. Um, Pochettino wasn't there, which was which was a big disappointment. In fairness to um, Don Motspur, they have said that there was no guarantee that he would be there. Um, you, um, I'm told that he was at the LMA Awards the previous night, so maybe he was out on the lash and and he couldn't make it. I don't know. But anyway, he wasn't there. That, that was a little bit disappointing, but you know that shouldn't detract from what was what was a really good day and, and a really good. Um, experience and yeah, we, we were shown around the f- uh, facilities of White Hart Lane. Oh, sorry, at, at Hotspur Way, even um, the gym, the canteen. Um, one of the striking things about Hotspur Way is how um, there's I was going to say divide, but divide's a bit of an emotive word, but it, it, divide is probably what it is that there's, for instance. Uh, training pitches that only the fir- the first team will uh, play on. Um, they're much closer to the main building, and then the ones that are further out, um, the youth team will, will play on. And, and the idea is you, you keep the, the the two apart, but but the youth team have got something to aim for. And they asp- should aspire one day to play on that pitch, the same pitch that the f- um, first team play. The canteen that's divided, so you've got the first team playing a uh, first team eating in a particular area and then there's like a wall uh, or a little partition and then on the other side of that you've got the, um, the, the the youth team there's a sort of breakout area in between 
um so for example when brad friedel was at the club he might do a bit of mentoring um whilst he was playing with whilst he was in the first team he might as he was learning his as, a, as he was acquiring his badges he might be doing a bit of mentoring with with the young players so there was like a breakout area where the young players could meet the senior team but yeah everything's kept apart and also the other thing about Hotspur Way um, the building is um, there's a sense of mollycoddling um, in so far as every aspect of um, the players um, I don't know things like their holiday their bills and so forth their passports that's all taken care of by the club Um, now that you might argue is yeah it's molly coddling and, 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 it, and it might be um, a little bit o- over top and it might be footballers being pampered um, but one of the reasons why, why they do that is to remove any excuses from 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 the player so for example if you recall a few years ago rio ferdinand i think it was uh, there's been f- f- quite a few um for getting their passports for for example at uh, or for, for a um european tie or whatever all of those details are taken care of so that there aren't any excuses getting in the way of, of the players doing their main task which is performing to a high level and and, and doing well so everything everything's taken care of so um Did even thing as well sorry Ferdinand forgot to do his sample for the drug he did he, he, for, he forgot he forgot to piss in a pot um yeah uh even things like when you come in reception there's a, a display which tells tells the players where they should be which room what time everything is just you know there for them um, and it, it's everything in that building is geared to get the best to remove all the excuses to make sure that players have got the right environment and then everything is they're equipped with everything that they need um, so if they <laughs> Imagine this scenario. So imagine, I don't know, Spurs play, I don't know, Stoke City on, on a Saturday and they lose 2-0. Um, it shouldn't be because they didn't get the best, you know, training at Hotspur Way or there was something missing or the pitch wasn't good enough. Everything should be is taken care of so that any excuses are um, completely eliminated. And it just comes down to, you know, Spurs lost because, you know, player didn't perform or the team didn't perform or the manager but every other aspect um on the training side um and from a academy point of view is is, is taken care of lots way so yeah it was a real eye, eye, eye opener seeing all of that um because on a on a match day whether you're at white hot lane or whether you're watching at home you see well you see 11 men um take to the field and that's that's what you see really you don't see what goes on the rest of the time yes you might you might read stuff you might see the odd pictures posted or training sessions but um you you get a good feel of what what goes on and and how um important hotspur way is um to, to tottenham hotspur um so yeah that was that was on tuesday um I was just I was just thinking. So so when in the past players have fallen out of favour, they have really been ostracised. In a way, like Kapui or someone like that, they they couldn't mix with their mates. Mm. Mm. 
think Adebayo famously go and train the green screen, don't you? Away from the under twenty ones or physically removed from the uh, from the main team. And when Townsend went to you know made that choice to go and train with them, and yeah. play with them, yeah. he was moved from all his mates. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and the interesting point there is that the poor people who um, the staff at Hotspur Way. One of the comments they they said was you know like for example when. When that happens to a player, we you know whether when it's Andrew Andrus Chanfield or Adobile, or when they're on the fringes and you know they're they're pissed off that they're not part of the team, they've got to look after them, and they can be quite difficult work doing you know having to to, to take that task on because those players are contrary to um, and I'm just paraphrasing what, what we were told, but uh, we were told that contrary to the the rumor that players don't want to play, they do want to play. They do want to play in every game, and then when they don't, yeah. they can get stroppy and they can be hard work. And obviously, in those scenarios, they're, they're sort of then isolated from the first team, so they're not a bad influence. But unfortunately for somebody else, they've got to pick up the pieces, um, and that that falls on on the staff at Hotspur Way who. Um, I suppose are the unsung heroes um, at Tottenham Hotspur. The other interesting th- thing is the people who are empl- who, who are employed at Hotspur Way. Um, they, I'm not going to name names, or but th- they they support other teams, um, which is which is fine. Ridiculous. And, so, sorry, ridiculous, ridiculous. But you know, it sort, it sort of makes sense. Why would you support another team? There are no other teams. No, but at the end of the day, it's it's just a job to them, and they're, they're employed by the by the club. Um, but there was one guy who who was a Liverpool fan, and who's from Liverpool, and he said, "Look, I'm I'm a Tottenham fan. You can't help when you live and breathe and you work here. So I everything I do is geared towards Tottenham. So of course, Tottenham. I want Tottenham to do well, except for when they play Liverpool, which you know is a reasonable response." Um, Can I ask a question? Sure. Because yeah. um, obviously for, for, for us that, that, that didn't go, you know, it looked like fantastic. What was the um, atmosphere like between, the, what was the sort of relationship between the players? Did you get much of an insight of their sort of um, communication, team spirit, camaraderie? Um, quite difficult because when, when we saw the players initially, they were, they were in the gym and we were outside waiting in the cold. And then they came out in groups and said hello and then went went past us and we were quite a distance away from when they were actually training the closest we got was when the training finished and they were coming over in groups and signing autographs um you got a sense of dyer and ali certainly being very close the um, romance yeah. yeah yeah um but it was difficult i i found it difficult to, to to tell, but certainly with Dyer and Ali, it was it was it was apparent. Um, I think there was a bit of bit of banter between Nabil Benzlab and and Son, um, Son as well. Um, Did you but, call yeah. him Benzlab? Yeah, no, no I, I wanted. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I mean, it, it was when they were going past and signing autographs. Um, I think early on. I didn't say a great deal. It was very, you know, the whole thing was quite surreal, and it's like, shit, these are, that's, you know, that's whoever it is, that's Ericsson. And at, at most, it was like, thank you, thank you, um, as they were signing stuff. Um, the only ones that I've referred to by name were, were Mason and Kane when I had a question. Um, I think towards the end, there was a few that I, I wished 
um, all the best if they were playing on Thursday. Um, Hugo, Hugo as well. Um, I was going to wonder if you were starstruck at all because when I've met people like when I've met people in bands like you know I've gone to see a band I've gone to the pub beforehand and bumped into the band before I've gone I've become over like a like a 14 year old girl I've gone all like bashful and oh I can't ask this and, 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 and ridiculous things and I even ended up having a beer once with a band um, after a gig um, somewhere and I told them that the previous time I'd met them I was too embarrassed to ask them a question or to go and talk to them uh, and all I did was ask them excuse me there's a toilet over there <laughs> that's all I could come up with for someone with a bit yeah, bigger gob as me. It was just funny. So I was wondering, did you get starstruck at all? Don't don't forget yeah. though that, that Javid is a, a celebrity photo whore. He's used a to it. A celebrity whore. Yeah, um, yeah, he's got photos, I said photo whore. I no, I, I wasn't starstruck. I think more more than anything, um, it was just one of those where. It, <laughs> overwhelmed slightly, maybe, and also it was cold and. And it, the whole thing is just happening very quickly before your eyes. Um, so more than anything, I think early on, I, I had a piece of paper, um, which is now fr- framed up. Um, Emma Donovan designed it, and it's a, it's a, a sheet of A4 in the middle. It's got Tadaris to do, um, but not with a cockerel, but not in the sort of conventional sort of Spurs cockerel, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, the print, the prints that she produced actually looks like something that that would be on the Fighting Cock fanzine. It's that sort of typeface. Um, so I had that in my hand, and I was getting them to sign sign that. And early on, I didn't have anything that was resting against it, so it was just I was just holding it midair. So I was trying to trying to hold it very, keeping it very straight, and getting them to. I was concentrating concentrate on that and getting them to sign it. Uh, and then he, even afterwards, when I put, I think I put my laptop on, on and it was resting against that, when they were signing it, the, sp- the space was running out. So I was, I was trying to make sure that, um, you know, they'd sign it in the right place or whatever. So I, I was focused at that and my head was down and I wasn't really um, saying anything, but not because I wasn't starstruck, because just because it was like... Imagine a, a sort of fac- a factory situation where they're, they're just we're just like the production line and they're just walking by sign signature 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 and it's, it's all very quick for them and they yeah. it's a freezing day and, and they want to get it out of out of the way as quickly as possible i think after a bit of time you sort of it dawns upon you shit this is really happening i better say something i better say something to somebody or say a question or, or whatever hence the questions to kane and mason and then asking jan about um uh when he's going to return and then Asking Deli Ali if he could do a wave, and and he did. Back at me as I waved to him. Um, but yeah, not I wasn't. I was. I don't think I was too overwhelmed by it. Really. Well, could the other thing, a parallel, like only parallel I can draw, really, in terms of um, sport, is um, a f- couple of well, months ago, we went to watch Exeter Bath. My boy's a big Bath fan. They had a training day there, and he trained with the coaches, and then. After the game, we were getting signatures, and um, I kept having problems with the pen running out. It was a very cold day, and the pen seemed to not be working. And then finally, we got—I don't know if you're aware—who's there's a player called Matt Banahan who plays for Bath in England. Um, huge guy, covered in tattoos, really big, strong, fast guy, and um, he was absolutely looks quite scary. It was actually really, really nice, and he was getting a photograph, um, and he said, suppose was getting his, his um, autograph done. And then he said, oh, do you want a photo? So I said, all right. And I whipped my iPhone out and I sort of focused. And it was just at that point 
the bloody battery on the iPhone died, having <laughs> died earlier and recharged it. And that was the final straw for me. And I, that's when I saw I'm definitely ditching this iPhone and I'm going to, I got my Galaxy S7 now. I've just fed up with iPhone battery life. But it was um, yeah, meeting all those players. And I was just constantly trying to, the pens kept going wrong and just sort of like borrowing pens off people. And he was getting this rugby ball signed by all these different um you know, players, but um, yes, I appreciate the bit of about, you know, you're just sort of almost scrambling to sort of do those things and not thinking about who these guys actually are. Apart from obviously with, with you know, some of the rugby players, they are huge. <laughs> they really are huge. Not even, some of them don't even look like the same species as us. Um, the So the other thing that happened last week with Dortmund on Thursday... Um, all right, so so we're, we're we're out of the competition, so um, nothing really to look forward to, and I don't really want to look back on it too much. Um, but just very briefly, gents, thought, thoughts on Thursday and and the tie in general. Um, what I thought well, it was, it was a lot better than the first leg, obviously. Um, I think we showed a little bit more fight, but Dortmund. You know, they're, they're a different class, so, you know, I, w- I wasn't surprised that they went on to win that tie 2-1. I mean, our goal was was incredibly soft, wasn't it? It was just a, a mistake on their part, and Son, who'd been falling over his own feet during the match, he managed to get it in the goal. Um, most of, yeah, I mean, Chadley, he was almost invisible. I was... I was a bit disappointed by that because I thought, well, you know, he might make more effort this time. But you see, I, I have the advantage of when I watch these matches, unless I watch it on the stream, I'm, I have a, a, la- a co- commentary in a different language. And although I understand the commentary, I don't really listen to it that closely, but I get the names kind of jump out at me. And Chadley's yeah. name was hardly ever mentioned. Mm. Um, Lamella played well and Toby. Oh, Toby, oh, I... I I think that the crown has been passed from Ledley King to Toby now. Um, that tackle he did, that saving tackle that he did, and then he pirouetted past oh. another attacker. Oh, it, yeah. was, it was just beautiful. It was as good as Ledley King's tackle on Robin, I reckon. Yeah, it was certainly reminiscent of that one. That, to me, was a bit like the, you know, the Deli Alley goal? Yeah. The, with the, you know, the one bit of skill, second bit of skill, and third bit of skill. If you're a defender... That is, that is, you know, you can't do any more than that. That is just brilliant, you know. I hate to think how we'd be without him. I mean, he's he's really made so much difference, that guy. I think, I think he's the main reason for our, you know, 24 goals, best in the league. I think he's the main difference this year from last year. Um, yeah. You know, that him and a combination of having Dyer in front has been made such a difference. Um, and I forgot to ask Javid whether he got a photograph of Toby, because we know he's quite keen on him. <coughs> um, I, uh, there are photos of Toby. Um, <laughs> so on 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 Dortmund, um, I was there on Thursday. Look, I, I'm still a bit annoyed about the whole tie. Um, I think Dortmund was Dortmund were absolutely the, be- the, the, the better team and, and deserved to go through um, over the bo- over both legs. Um, a better team and you know we've got to respect that and and, and that's that and it was it was a good test for us um 
we've still got a lot lot to do and that's that's fine um and it was it was i was impressed with on thursday watching them in the flesh they were very quick off the blocks um in terms mm. of both they were really good at pressing um you know Do- um greg you said it on the, on the pod last week you, you, re- you refer to us as, as dortmund lights um, yeah. You know, we mm. we press and we do a good job of pressing. They take it to a, to another level, um, and also in terms of counter attack, they were just really quick. They would just break, um, and they were well organised. And and that was you know something to, to it was it was really good good to see. And you could you could only help but, but admire that. Um, for me, the frustrating thing was in the first leg, to a lesser degree in the second. I mean. It, didn't matter by the point of the second leg. We, the damage had to be done in the first leg. Um, I can't help help but think that um, we could have fielded a stronger team in the first leg. And I know that Ali was um, suspended, but for me, Dembele, Kane should have started. Dyer, I'm still not sure why he didn't travel. I can only assume he had a knock, but we should have filled it should have filled a, a, a stronger team personally i would have i'm not saying that would have made any difference in terms of the, the outcome um but i think at least we would have had a better chance or we would have gone out fighting that that was a frustrating thing for me and then in the second leg i've got to say and i i, I made a comment on social media on thursday and a few people called me out on this and that's fine if they want to do that but um, I'm going to stand by what I said was, and I I didn't enjoy the game on Thursday on on several levels. One, um, I didn't think the atmosphere was good. Yes, there were a few moments when, um, like the the Fiorentina game when, <coughs> sorry, like like the Fiorentina game when um, the uh, part lane was singing, we're the part lane, we're the part lane, and uh, shelf side uh, replying back, and. That was going on for a long period of time, and, and that was fine. But you, if you take those bits out, there were lots of periods where it was flat and it was quiet um, to me. Now, maybe I would, because I wasn't in the park lane in my usual spot and I was in the east lower, but it, it, it just seemed a bit... didn't seem great. I've witnessed better atmospheres. Today, the atmosphere at the Bournemouth game was, was, was a lot better. Um, and also the performance. I thought Lamella had a very good game. I thought Ali was poor. I thought Sun wasn't great, um, and we Lamella would find himself in a lot of situations on Thursday where he was crowded out and nobody was supporting him, and it was really frustrating watching that. And I just, I, you know, it might have been different watching it on TV, and you got uh, no, a, it, it looked a, like that on TV part. as well. Okay, yeah, I so I, I, I wasn't. It wasn't a game that I particularly enjoyed, and I think around about I don't know twenty minutes to go, fifteen minutes to go, I was looking at my watch and I was thinking, well, I've got to go to work the next day, and you know that I I stayed probably till about the eightieth minute maybe, but that's I mean, just I, my experience. Well, you missed the last I, ten minutes of brilliant job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I understand your point of view about. Playing, uh, putting out a stronger team and I think if we'd been in our usual position fighting for fourth we would have put out a stronger team especially now because there's a chance of Champions League mm. but I think bearing in mind where we are and what the possibilities are and that it's going to be difficult for us not to get Champions League I know it's not impossible um, usually we need the alternative of, of um, 
the Europa League to try and get Champions League. We don't need it really this this season unless we unless the wheels come flying off and not only go down the road, they bounce off the cliffs of Dover or something. You know, um, I I understand why he didn't play some people. And I, think, I, I, know, I do sympathise, especially for those who went to Germany, um, and that you know he didn't play the strongest team. I, simp- I, I I do understand that, but he's got to think of the bigger picture, and he's the manager, and he's got he's got targets to to reach, and he's got to do what he thinks is best to get those targets. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to say something similar to you. I didn't really answer the question earlier, and um, uh, on, on the fighting cup last week, T was saying that something similar to you, that this is our best route to the Champions League at one point. But yeah. since that, that time, it's no longer our best route now is to make sure we stay in the top four. Uh, and, and whether we win the league or not, we're, 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 if we can maintain our league form, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think, he said, um, tempting fate, I don't think <laughs> that this is, there is going to be a collapse. I don't, I just, this doesn't seem to be in the DNA of this team. Um, we may have a couple of results, uh, dodgy results or, or, or a couple of not good results, but we always bounce back. We always put in a good performance after a bad performance. Um, and I didn't actually, my, my confession is I didn't see the first game. I had a parents' evening um, scheduled for then. Lucky so you. I didn't get to see the game at all. And I recorded it, but I couldn't. After the 3-0, I was really disappointed and couldn't bring myself to watch it. Um, and... Um, you know, and obviously Dortmund were, you know, a class above us. But I do think in, in sort of defensive potch, there were injury issues with Rose, I understood, Dembele, Ali was out. I still would have liked to see a slight... Oh, come, oh, come on, if, 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 it had been, if it had been a league game in the middle of the week, right, against Arsenal, Dembele would have played. However, however injured he was. He'd only just come back from injury, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I just, I, I think for me... If he got, if he got an injury that was, I mean, I've I got to say, like, you know, we're, 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 a, we're a bunch of mugs discussing yep. this, you know, with, with no knowledge. <laughs> they have, if, it, if I look at things, when I've gone round to the other clubs, when I've gone round to rugby clubs and looked at what they do, when I, I imagine the football clubs are a class above that in terms of things, they have um, GPS things on their shirts. Mm-hmm. To, to monitor all their movement. They have heart rate things. They have all these tests or whatever. They know what the condition of all the players are. And yeah. I think Poch doesn't take this decision lightly. He takes all the information from his medical team, from whatever. And if a guy's just come back from injury and his medical team say, you know what, he probably at the moment can't do two games a week. Um, I would prefer that they did that rather than he played in Dortmund uh, he's then injured and he's out for the next six weeks or something like that. So, so I completely understand that, and I got to trust yeah. the team with that. Um, no, to, to, and, um, to, to be fair, yeah. to, look, to, to be fair to Poch, if if he had played Dembele, right, and I'm here. If he had played Dembele and he not picks up a knock, and then I know we had Villa afterwards and uh, this week Bournemouth, but if he picks up a knock and then missed those games or were still missed. The rest of the season, or a large chunk, we'd be complaining. Why did why you know why did he why did he not rest why did he not rest Poch? So to be fair, well, sorry, why did he not rest Dembele? So to be fair to Pochettino, he's caught between a, 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 a rock and a stone. Yeah. Hard place, hard place, <laughs> even uh, whatever the yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. I mean, the, the, my only my only sort of reservation. I mean, I think sorry, as far as I'm concerned. 
um, for, for the three of us, really, and other people that are watching it on TV and whatever, you know, um, shut up. You had to put up your team not playing very well or not very What I feel sorry for is the guys that have gone and taken two days off work, mm. that have done the trip out there. And they, they did that in good faith, thinking it was going to be our first team. And then, you know, they didn't say when they announced the tie, but by the way, we're going to play to the fans before you buy these tickets and before you pay for the flights and you have a, you know, 500 pound trip, we're actually going to play the reserve teams and we're not, it's, you know. So I, I, I feel sorry for the guys that went out there. Um, but, you know, I completely understand the decisions, you know, to do those things. And I, myself, I would like to have seen a stronger team against Dortmund and maybe a weaker team against the worst team in the league. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know anything about this. I don't. I don't see them every day. I don't know their conditioning and all the rest of it. Sure. I think I... one point that Greg, I think Greg just made. I really want to talk about um, was the attack speed because when you look at Dortmund, no, so you mentioned it, Jab, about the speed of their yeah. counter attacking. Yeah. Yeah. They are a class above us. We can't pretend they're not. Um, I've. I was. I've been a little bit frustrated this season. Um, at, you know, in a, what is a brilliant season, but I've been a little bit frustrated at our counter-attacking and how often when we, we break them down on the edge and we move the ball up there and then we sort of, our decision-making, and it was evident again today, you know, we, we did a, a, a fantastic attack and we had outnumbered and I think Carroll had the ball and, and he sort of ended up in the corner and everybody got back behind the ball before we don't, you know, quite often we don't, we're not decisive enough in our decision-making, our passing. Mm. And as a young side, we've not really got that yet. And and when we compare that to developed Champions League sides like Dortmund and the class of those, they have that, you know, even Man City, when they some of their players like Silva uh, and the ball will ping, 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 ping uh, into Aguero and, and bang, it's a goal. Uh, and I think maybe... You know, that shows us the area. That's, you know, Dortmund is where we want to be in two years' time. Yeah. We're, um, we're, not, we're, we're not there yet, and maybe it's because we're not there yet, and maybe because Pochettino, and I think we've got a strong, strong squad, but maybe because he still feels that there are certain areas that we our squad needs improving on, that he feels that he can't... Um, that he can't play a strong, strong, strongest team. And, and if he if he has to... Uh, or, or, or maybe he, he had confidence in some of the players that um, started the, the first leg against um, Dortmund, but actually maybe it's a lesson for him and he's realised that, that that we need to strengthen the squad. Because certainly come next season, when we're in the Champions League, we're going to be playing a Champions League game on a Wednesday and then a Premier League game on a Saturday. And we can't afford to... I'm not saying that we, we're about to win the Champions League, but certainly we want to, we want to go as far as we can in that competition. And we want to be challenging in the, in the league, and I think that we're, we're going to need to. We can't afford to. You either go go about it one or two ways. Either you play your best players in in every game, or if you are going to rotate, you've got to have good players to, to, to come in. And maybe yeah. it's maybe it's evident that certain players, um, Ryan Mason, for example, um, you know, Ben Taleb, yeah, are not. Um, not up to scratch. Anyway, we, we've got a question about that. Sorry? Bentaleb really doesn't seem to be trusted. I mean, when you pick all those players out of the team, you know, you had all those things and he still didn't give Bentaleb a game. Yeah. You know, you do worry about, you know, what Potchings are in his future. But, um, yeah, um, 
That's where we want to be, isn't it? Anyway, we've we've got a a question about um, players coming and going, which we'll look at a bit later. Um, Let's let's bring it to to today's game. So I was at White Hart Lane, um, much better today than than Thursday night. Good atmosphere, really good atmosphere, um, good game, really positive. Um, I was a tad surprised that Bournemouth made it as easy as it was. I was expecting a bit more from them. Um, in fact, I would go as far as saying I was a bit nervous about today's match because, you know, teams do come to White Hart Lane and they do frustrate and they do put men behind the ball and they do hit us on the counter and, and so forth. And I think Bournemouth for a decent size. And I know I know we beat them 5-1 earlier in the season, but um, they, they seem to be good away from home and, and, and uh, they play football the right way. And Eddie has a good manager. Um, so I thought it would be a little bit more tricky than it might be, but credit where credit's due we we got at them very early on um and i think that the whole team played really well um and if i was going to pick out individuals toby obviously player of the season um to me uh world class and i know that that term can sometimes be be used um too easily but world class he really is uh far as i'm Mm. concerned pfa player player of the year i know mares or um Somebody, somebody like that will probably get it. Um, but for me, Toby out of our best player, um, uh, he was solid. Danny Rose was really persistent and he was really good. So same with Carl Walker; they both had really good games. Um, Vimmer solid. Dembele probably man of the match. I don't know. Dembele was wonderful. Yeah, I thought really good. Um, uh, and yeah. You know, another one was interesting. I think you know, I think Vimmer has been unbelievable since he's come in for someone who's come in for you know remember he's got no no big amount of time you know adjusting to England and the English game whatever mm. and he's been out on the sidelines completely had you know one game with Fazio whatever and then he's come in literally instead of being introduced gradually he's come in as emergency full-time and I'd argue that he is playing better now than Yan did early in the year that if Yang come when, uh, when Yang comes back. Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily you'd, you'd have a tough decision to make. I think right. I'm gonna I I'm gonna say the opposite here. Not I mean Vimmer's yeah quality. I think that if Yan is fully fit and you know we know that Pochettino doesn't like to br- rush players back from an injury and there's obviously the whole match fitness thing. I was discussing this with, with Emma last week and um. I think if Jan is available, I think he'll go straight back in the team. And that's not because um, Wimmer isn't up to scratch, but simply because the partnership between Jan Vertonghen and Alderweireld, and for that matter, Lloris, when those three play, I think it's um, we do so much better. And also... Um, if you look recently, Toby's been covering a lot. He's been sweeping up. Now, normally that was Jan who was doing that. Um, I think if you've got Jan back in the team, that will p- allow Toby to push further forward um, and 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 bring the ball out and link up with with Dyer and 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 I mean to, to a certain extent he was doing that today. There was a few balls that he pinged mm. here and there. But I've noticed in in since Vimmer's been been in the team, um, Toby's been covering um, and, and sweeping up. Um, Sort of being the, being the last man, and that's not that's just an observation. I could, I could be wrong. Um, certainly, Jan will have a difficult job coming back in the team, but I think I think 
um, for that final run in, I think Pochettino will, will want to restore that. that tri- I, I, tri- tri- I don't think he'll start him. I don't think he'll start him for for a couple of games at least. I think he'll he'll start with Vimmer, and maybe as long as we haven't, as long as we don't necessarily have to, I think then he might he might uh, take off Vimmer and put on Jan just to ease him back. Because if he just goes straight back in as a starter for for uh, after that time, that length of time out injured, first of all, it's it's like saying, oh, thanks, but you know we don't need you anymore to Vimmer, and secondly, as you say, he. Poch doesn't rush people back. He doesn't. Not not if, if we didn't have Vimmer. If if Dio was having to 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 go centre back at the moment, and we didn't have Vimmer, then yes, I think he would put him straight back in. Yeah. But because Vimmer's done so well, I think he'll he w- it won't be a long easing in, but it won't be an automatic. Okay, Jan's fit again. He's in. He's in. The, he's going to start. I think you're right, Greg. I, I really do. Um, I think one thing that about Pochettino is he does seem to show loyalty. It doesn't matter what age you are or if you're from the youth team, whatever. If you do well, if you do well for him, then he backs you. And he's been quite happy to um, either sit out a big star or a you know well-known name on the sidelines or even you know look at someone like Lennon to shove them off somewhere else. If he's got um, someone who's doing the job, and um, he's going to reward them. So I don't necessarily think Jan will come straight back in. And the interesting thing is normally the route back in will be via the Cups. So Jan would come back yeah. and play in the <laughs> Cup games. And then, you know, and then if he does well in the Cup games, then he might get his chance in the, you know, in the league game. But we haven't got that at the moment. So that's a really interesting way. I, I imagine that maybe he will look at fitness levels. He will look at tiredness and all the rest of it. Uh, and there might be a little bit of rotation there. Um, but I don't think it's a given that he comes back and partners um, Toby. Okay, well, we shall see. I, I'm i going to hedge my bets that on the 2nd of April, which is when our next match is after the international break at, at Anfield, Jan will start that match, but we shall see. So Certainly it's it's good that we've got, um, we've got that level of competition. Um, Deli Ali had I thought had a decent game. Your boy um Greg Lamella played yeah. really well. Um again. Um Ericsson I thought did quite well and obviously Kane got two goals and sort of assisted with the third, I suppose, or it was his shot that was parried by the goalkeeper that Ericsson followed through. Um but yeah, Lamella I... is, um... sorry Dad, if Lamella is um Greg's boy, is Walker my boy then after sticking up for him last year? <laughs> <laughs> If you like, yeah. Um, what does Toby... No. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Toby's your boy. Eh? <laughs> Toby's your boy, definitely. <laughs> Toby's my boy. Yeah, fine. Yeah, OK. I'll, I'll, yeah. I think I'll, you win. Um, the, the, uh, I'm going to pick holes in it. The only thing was, I was as as by the, by the time the third goal went in, I mean, we could have quite easily got a fourth and a fifth. Um, but... We looked, we looked in control, and we're now what five, five points behind. Five points behind um, Leicester. Seven matches left. Best defence still. Best goal difference. Most goals scored. We should be top of that top of that table, really. Just on that alone. Yeah, we're one of the leading goal scorers, aren't we? By a yeah. couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and best defence by far. Absolutely, yeah. Um, to, to, today it was like watching 
Dortmund, except that we were the Dortmund. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I thought that exact same thing. I just thought this is what it felt like. But yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah. I appreciate how they were. I really don't like that when we when we, you know, sing that your your shit song. I really don't like that. Apart from West Ham, who give it a big and or whatever. I don't like that when we sing that at teams. I I think it's really disrespectful and sort of like not the sort of to club that we are. And so, something else that really impressed me today was, I know Bournemouth hardly got in our area, but when they did, our defence was totally composed. They weren't just hoofing it out. They were in the box or in the, in the, in the, yeah, in the penalty box, and they were passing it from one another before they could pass it out. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't, it was, there was no panic. There was no that, panic. That was lovely to watch. And do you know who, what we thought we... We didn't mention him now in the context of um, uh, the, the match against Bournemouth. I mean, we, we talked about him earlier, but the person who was pivotal today was Eric Dyer. Um, he was superb. Yeah. Um, and he kept dropping back and helping out uh, Vimmer and and my boy Toby. Um, and he was just superb. And then also um, slotting in um, when one of them pushed push forward. Um, that's you know if 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 we do win the league right even if we finish second a large part of our success over the course of this season will be down to Eric Dyer yeah. and also down to Pochettino for making a decision in the summer um now i don't know whether it was calculable cynically at the time we might have said well he put Dyer in there just to make a point to to, to Levy that he needs a Schneiderlin or he needs this person or that person um, I think that actually it was calculated and he knew it was yeah. something that that was worked on and he, he saw something there and it's proved um, to be a masterstroke um, and I think the combination of repeat, reiterate what, what I said on previous pods the combination of that spine across the team, you know, Dyer and Dembele, that they, they are when those players don't play, we we do miss them. I know we had a yeah. conversation a few weeks ago, and when Rebecca Braddock was on the podcast, and I think it was a game where we'd won and Dembele wasn't playing, um, and 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 so forth. And yes, we've got other players that can come in and and do a good job, but Dembele, Dyer, that that combination. It's huge. Delhi Ali, um, I think, is is quite important, um, particularly when he when he's on top of his game and he links up well with Kane. But I think you've got other players in in the front three positions, whether that's Eriksson or uh, Son or, or or Lamella. That it's not the end of the world when mm. he when he doesn't play or if he has a bad game. Kane obviously is pivotal, and then Lloris and Toby and and Jan. But yeah, that midfield pairing, I think. Is pretty solid, and they really complement each other, Dembele and, oh, and Dyer. Brilliant! I'm so, I mean, I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased. Carry on, carry on. So I was just going to say that the pundits talk about having a spine. They talk about having this strong spine, and if you've got the two centre backs, you know, and even even if you swap Bimmer and Yan or whatever, we argue, but arguably there's those two and the keeper, rock solid triangle at the back, and then you've got the two in front of them that'll be brilliant, and then it's almost. The two full, you, you, I very hard. You can have a long old pub debate about who the best fullbacks are because they're both, all four of them are playing so well. You can swap and change, and you know people have got slight favourites and slight whatever, but it 
they don't not none of them let you down and that back division sort of the back um whatever you call it back seven mm. is so solid and then you've got Kane up front and then you can really change that three and those three the creative and 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 those three are the the ones that um are probably going to do the most running actually apart from the fullbacks yeah. um and i think also um rather controversially it's the quality of those three which is the difference between us and the sort of champion league sides i think um if we have to strengthen somewhere then maybe that is the area you know i think probably arguably Ericsson and Ali um, will develop, carry on developing in that in that manner. Um, but whether Lamella can, continues on that trajectory or Son, well, Son <laughs> goes up on that trajectory, I think that is it. Or, or just the fact that, you know, the guys run hard for 40, you know, for 60 minutes and you need to bring someone on. I think for us to be a better team, apart from getting some backup for gain, I yep. think that's the area to improve. That's what will take us to that sort of Dortmund level. Okay, hold, hold that thought because we, we've we, we've got a we've got a question on that. A, a can, bit later. can I just make one final point? Sure. No yellow for Dyer. That was very very important because we've got Liverpool next, and we want Dyer on the pitch. Hmm. Hmm. Um, before we move on to questions and and and. Um, the Spurs ladies, um, Bex has got an update on, on them. Just very briefly, we've got seven matches l- left. How do you see it from here? Um, and just honestly, hand on heart, um, if I come to you first, um, Zach, can can we do it? Can we go all the way? Um, I'm, I'm like, as you know, a wild-eyed optimist. Um, you know, I believe that the lad who's failed to hand in some piece of coursework seven times despite promising in I think the eighth time he's definitely going to do it etc so uh, with a caveat that I am a ridiculous optimist I think we can and I think it, it's not in our hands it depends on Leicester slipping up but they have last three games are very difficult so I think if we're in touching distance if we stay within touching distance of them um, then um, I think the pressure will then tell on them and then they've got Chelsea last game of the season um, that's not going to be an easy way to win the title. Um, they've got Man United late on. I think they've got Man United away, haven't they? Who are actually looking like a little bit better than they have all season. So I think, yeah, I, I you know, I really think we can do it. Um, but if we don't, I just think we've had a fantastic season. And we just do our best. We try and win every game. And, you know, you could the, the season could have hinged on not beating Woolwich um, that week, you know, that five points dropped that week, mm-hmm. um, not really turning up at West Ham, not beating Woolwich, or the fact that Leicester got, let's face it, what was quite a fluky win against us. You know, if you take those points off, if they have two points less, we are now, we would be now be putting massive pressure. If that had been a draw, or even with all the shots we had, if we'd have won that Leicester game, we would now be top. So we are within touching distance, um, but... And, and you know, Leicester won the other week with an offside goal, and there probably should have been the other team should have had a penalty. So you know, the margins are very fine. I can't, I keep thinking they've had no injuries. Their luck has to run out at some point. They really okay. do have to have their luck can't hold as good as it has been forever. And if I was, if it was any other, if it wasn't us up there, I'd want Leicester to win it. 
Okay. Um, Greg? Yeah, I tend to go along with that. I mean, can we win it? Yes, we can, because I don't hear any fat ladies singing. And it ain't over till a fat lady sings. Right, um, but, will, but will we? No, I don't answer the question, will we? Because you can't answer that. You can't answer that until the end of the 90 minutes on the last day. But we can win it. They can, they can um, lose a match or two. It may well go to the end, to the last game of the season. Mm. But, of course, if we end up on equal points with them, we murder them on goal difference, which is something you would never, ever have thought you'd hear somebody say about Tottenham. No. We're usually happy if we can get in double figures of goal difference, and quite often we don't. We've got 32 goals now. I mean, we've got 32 goals. Yeah, we've got 32 goals, goal difference of 32 now. I think it, I think we're nine ahead of them in goal difference. They they might rue all these one nil wins that they're getting. Mm. So I'm I, I'm not giving up. I won't give up, not until okay. I have to. Not until I mathematically have to. I reckon I'm absolutely right on you. I, as, as a player, I would not I would not give up until the whistle had blown. Even if we were three nil down with ten minutes to go, you've just got to fight, you know, all the way with everything. And at the end of it, the whistle's gone. You know, you say, right, I tried my best, you know, and it wasn't good enough. You don't sort of give up the last quarter of an hour and go, oh, we're probably not going to win now. Yeah, no, of course not. Yeah, I agree with Greg. I think we've got to fight. We've got to go to the end um, and, um, you know, and see, put them under pressure, see what they're made of. I think, um, and I've been consistent in what I've said and, and nothing's really changed um, I, I said a few months ago I think we could win the league and I said a few months ago that I think that the goal difference could be pivotal and I wouldn't be surprised if, we, if it goes right down to the wire and we, and we win it on goal difference on, on the day on, on the last day of the season and frankly I'm quite happy to, to, to do that a lot of people will say yeah. oh it'd be nice if we win it with a clear point no no I, I'd, I would love us to win it on goal difference love, mm. lo- love that because something a bit more cheeky something a bit more poetic about doing that but also if you've got the best goal difference you have got the best goal difference and you've earned earned that and it says something um about you as a team um, entertainments yeah and i wonder when when was the last time we had a goal difference as high as this i don't ever remember us having a goal difference as high as this i don't be yeah. on for the statos, you know i just don't know i don't remember in my lifetime having a goal difference yeah. it's good at any point um, in the season. Yeah, so I think that um, I, th- I think we, I think we can do it. The only thing that I would say is, and I said this when we when we dropped points against um, Wet Spam and and Woolwich, um, was that when we went f- when the gap was five points. If it had been three or two, I was comfortable with, with it being two. Comfortable with it being three. At five points. We've just made a bit of bit bit of work for ourselves. That's all. And now we've got seven matches left left, and yeah, it's perfectly doable. And and to be honest, I'm. It was frustrating watching Leicester um, win yesterday because I I was hoping that yesterday would drop some points yesterday, and for them to to not do that and go eight points clear psychologically, that wasn't great. But um, and and I think there are a few games. Um, in the coming weeks where they're playing first before us so 
it puts the pressure on us <coughs> 24 hours or 48 hours later to, to get to get a result. Um, and I'm still hoping that they'll drop points, but we can't worry too much about them. We've got to do our, our, our own thing. If we win our remaining seven matches, at the very least, at the very least, we will finish second. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. what Man City or Arsenal and do. And above we, Arsenal. Yeah and, and, yeah, and that in itself is a huge achievement. And if we win all those games and still finish second, well, you know, we haven't been good enough, but it's been to, to win the league. But Oh, we could be proud of the team. We, we can be absolutely proud, yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, for the record, by the way, um, I don't want Leicester City to win it full stop, not just because... Normally. Um, I just I can't stand them, um, and, I, and, and I just I, I want us to win the league, really do. Um, but I think it's going to be... If, if if we don't win it, it I would prefer Manchester City to come sliding up the rails and pass really? us if we don't win it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Can't, stand, I can't stand Leicester City um, and uh, the team from South London, the Nomads, uh, the less said about them better. Um, right, OK, we've got a few questions which we're going to do. Um, before that, here's Bex with this week's Ladies Update. Hey, it's back just to um, let you know that today's ladies today qualified for yet another cup final. They managed to not far as ladies this afternoon. 1-0 uh, goal scored by Avila Bergen. And this person through to the, in case you were unaware of this previously, the third cup final of this season. Avila said after the match they were disappointed with their overall performance in the league this season. But hopefully they'll pick up something in the form of some silverware from one of those three cup finals they've got through to. So on the subject of one of their cup finals, the Ryman Cup final is on Thursday the 14th of April and that's at their home ground of Chesson FC. So 7.30, 7.45 kickoff. Um, members get free entrance. Um, so that's a good thing. The Capital Women's Cup final is going to be on Wednesday the 27th of April at Wingate and Finchley FC with a time to be confirmed. And the FA Women's Premier League South game, the, the final that they got through to today, yet to be confirmed, either a date or a location. So that's me done for this week. Um, everybody knows where I am. I am I'm on Twitter at BunchesBex or at the Tottenham Hotspur Family podcast page. Um, drop me a line if you think you have anything to share. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, welcome back. Um, thank you, Bex, as, as ever. And um Following up from from, from a update, congratulations, of course, to the to the Spurs ladies who, who beat North Forest today, and, and a free to um, the FA Women's Premier League Cup final. Um, that's the third cup final that they've got to, which is quite an achievement. Um, I bet you they didn't rotate any players. Um, <laughs> right, um, right. Let's do some questions. Okay, Jess Nickel asks, and this question up. Did come in before today, though, um, before today's game. Game, but it's, I suppose it could be applied to any of our next seven matches. Jess asks, "My nerves are shredded. What do we think the players' nerves are like going into today's game?" So let's, yeah, let's flip that and and and, ref, and it can be the Liverpool match next week. Uh, well, Toby has ice in his veins. You know, he's the coolest man on the planet and uh, Jan is pretty much uh, you know a cool man as well as is and, and, and Hugo you've got to think that man is just unflappable mm. so um, I think there's some, some maybe some younger players um, certainly some I don't think Deli Ali has any fear of anything um, so um, 
I don't think him. There may be some players that are affected by that. But I think the majority of the, there's, lo, there's a very lot of cool heads there that are going to keep everyone calm, and they're not ridiculous like us. So I think um, I think their nerves will be fine. I think there's probably kind of group discussions as well. Um, and as you said, these these cooler heads will probably help the, 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 the younger, maybe not so used to the pressure heads. They, um, I, I think as, as a group, I think they're, they're going to take it quite coolly. You know, it's a bit like a darts player going for a 180. You know, there's, there is some pressure going for the third treble 20, but... You know, somehow you you manage it. I mean, professionals do it a lot. I mean, I've, I have done it, but I'm not. I'm nowhere near professional. Um, and you, you know, there are going to be nerves, but it's controlling them. And I, I'm sure, you know, you, you explained to us earlier on how how Tottenham try and uh, look after everything they need, try and not necessarily control everything they need, mm. but make sure there's no major problems. And I think this is all part of it. You know, they'll they'll be they'll be psychologically taken care of. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with what both of you said, I think. Um, and this this group of players, I mean, we, we, we go on about um, Jan being super cool, and he is. And the other day, he was he was sat in the um, in the treatment room, and he was looking out the window, and I, I did the old Deli Alley wave to him, and he just responded back and waved in just a sort of cool, I don't give a shit type way. Um, we you know we we go on about him being super cool and and, and Toby, but just collectively the whole squad, you, you you don't see any sense of nerves, and I don't know whether it's just maybe because they're a young team with nothing to fear. Um, so probably for probably reflects from Poch as well because he's not yeah, a packer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think. I think some of our fans. I think I I was feeling nervous going into to, to today's game, and I've been I've been quite optimistic and positive, um, and consistently and saying we can do it. And and although I I didn't have a change of heart, I was feeling a bit nervous um, before today's. And I think I will. I you know, looking into that, looking at that run in so seven matches. I think every it's, a, it's an old cliche, but I think every match will be a cup final but um as long as the players and as long as the the the, the manager um are cool We're and calm and collective they are yeah yeah mm. and that's only a problem when it sort of um permutates and 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 uh, translates itself you know from the crowd at a game onto the players mm. but um i think i think that i think they'll, they'll, they'll be fine okay uh, final two questions. Um, Atul Somar asks, does Chadley offer enough when he's not scoring? He has done in the past, oh. but at the moment, no, he's not. Hmm. I mean, the second Dortmund game, as I said, he was it was kind of invisible, you know. Um, maybe Poch needs to give him the talk that he gave Dembele. Because I'm sure he's got it in him, but, you know, maybe he doesn't believe he he can do what he can actually do which was the problem with Dembele now look at Dembele Zach um, in a word no um, I, I think I, I may be quite harsh and I'd love to be proved wrong and I'd love to be have him turn around and stuff like this but I think we could do an upgrade there 
um, particularly if we're looking at Champions League, if we're looking at yeah. going up the next level, if we're now um, a team that's going to be pushing for league titles, if we're now a team that's regularly going to feature in the Champions League, which is the position we put ourselves in, I think we could do with an upgrade. Um, there was one thing I was going to add, actually. Um, do you know when you first um, said that you thought we could win the league? Mm. When I first said it? Yeah. Um, I, I recall... Um, I'll have to go back and listen to previous podcasts. I, I recall when we played Bournemouth in October. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's a nice symmetry because it was I, when I, we played I, Bournemouth. I yeah. remember you saying, I think I, we can win the league. I you think, were a bit tentative and said, I may be crazy, but I think we can. I, I think I think I'll have to listen, listen back to that. I think prior, when I did that podcast, but actually prior to it, I was thinking, prior, we yeah. set, I, I, I was thinking we can certainly finish third. I don't know mm. if I said first at that point I don't know I've got to listen back to it but I, I have said it consistently and I have said that it will come down to goal difference um, but I don't you know two points three points behind Leicester City is one thing five points is it's, it's not impossible to, to overturn um, we're four points behind them aren't we really because if we get five points we are we're above them with our goal difference yeah well, it requires them to. We've got four matches in in April, and so have they. Um, and uh, actually, they might have five, depending when where, where their where, where their fixture falls, because we play on the the game that was originally supposed to be in April against Chelsea is now moved to Monday the Monday the second. Anyway, our next four matches and the next four matches. Um, assuming we won all four of our games, just for the, purely for the sake of argument. They have got to lose or draw one of those games, I think. Mm-hmm. Sorry, lose and draw one of those games in order to in order for us to go level on them with say two or three matches left. Well, they've got to lose two games, haven't they? No, if they lose hold on, if they lose one, that's yeah. three points dropped. If yeah. they draw draw one, that's two points dropped. Oh yeah. So that's that's five points. And then at yeah. that point we, 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 we would be level assuming we won one all Maths of matches. Maths was never my strong point. Um, <laughs> and then we, we, we go above them on goal difference going into those final two or three matches, which is where I, where I, where I would like us to be. Um, we just get within touching distance. If we win one game when they don't, then that puts the heat on them massively. That then every yeah. game they go into, they know we've got the word breathing down their net. That puts the yeah. pressure on them. We just need if just one result better than their result. You know, whether it's they get a draw and we get a win. And then yeah. all of a sudden we're breathing down their necks and then, then they're starting to feel the pressure. And when you're under pressure is when you make mistakes. Uh-huh. And they've made remarkably few mistakes. You know, their defence has been very solid as well. Um, and um, they have, you know, just uh, this, this, they even have this knack of scoring one goal. And uh, I think that's four 1-0 wins on the trot, isn't it, they've had? Yeah. Their, their luck's going to run out hopefully sooner rather than later. And I know we've been saying that, and 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 it's getting frustrating. But just we've also got to bear, bear in mind, we've got very little room for very little margin of error now. You know, with those games, and as much as we want them to drop points, um, all it takes us all it takes us is to draw, just draw one of the next four matches, and that five point lead will become a seven point lead. So that ball against it, Woolwich, if only that had. Across the line, you know that that much of a width. That, yeah. that win against yeah, we're two points ahead of them. Woolwich are then further well out 
that's that's history anyway um right final question um nick seal asks you're planning for next season how many of the present squad of 25 would you sell plus who would you like to bring in if we do qualify for the champions league um very quickly um and i'm going to be quite brutal here um i would sell mason Mm -hmm. i would sell fazio I know he's already learned that, but sell, oh, yeah. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, I, I sell Fazio, I sell Mason, I'd give Bentalab another season, possibly or half a season, um, and and on current form, bearing in mind, I mean, hopefully Son will. It's his first season. We don't know what. what it, hopefully, he'll, it, we'll, we'll see the best of him next season. And there's Clinton Nigi. Again, he's a first season player, so. Yeah, maybe this is a bit harsh, but Chadley. And that's not because if we get a better quality player than Chadley, why would you, you know, even if you, even if Chadley came good, if if we, and we saw the Chadley of last season, if we got a better quality player, just purely for the sake of argument, let's just say Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard, Hazard joined us because uh, he's fed up at Chelsea and he wanted to be playing for a, uh, a proper coach and a, and a winning team. And he joined us. Forget the wages for a minute, and I'm just using this as an example. Yeah, somebody, somebody of that quality. For me, nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, he would start ahead of Chadley. Um, and if we're trying to attract the next level of player, then some of those players that we've got in the squad at the moment are going to be surplus requirements. And it pains me to say this: Chadley would be one of them, Mason would be other, and Fazio would be other one. And in terms of who to bring in. Um, if we sell Fazio, I think we need another defender, um, because at the moment we're putting. Well, it's either another defender outright, or you're asking Dyer to drop back and play there when he's not playing in midfield, or then you lose something in the centre of midfield. So, um, I would say, I would say we should get three players in. One of them should be a striker. Um, uh, probably Batshui, um, the lad that we've been linked with. Um, I'd like us to get a midfield player, um, somebody like I think it's Vixel or Vixel, the Belgium lad. Um, yeah. Axel Vixel. I'd like him in. Yeah. Um, so that's two striker midfield player, and then yeah, if we get Vixel in, then maybe we wouldn't need a centre back. Dyer could drop there when when he needs to. Um, you know when. If, him of Jan or Toby are injured um, and then maybe a player who can play in that three behind behind a Kane or a Batsui um, somebody yeah. like somebody like Eden Hazard for example I can't think of an example of, 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 off the top of my head but that's who, who I'd go for Greg um, yeah I, I think I'd go the other way from you about uh... Bentaleb and Mason. I, I think I'd probably lose Bentaleb and and um, see if Mason could step up. Mason can't um, defend corners, little shit. <laughs> Plus he upset you at the at the uh, at the yeah, he, did. He, he did a bit. Um, he did. What well, we need we need another striker. We know that, and the world and his dog knows that I want Matt, Mishi Batshuayi. And uh, it looks like Pochettino reads my Facebook post because. Um, 
if reports are to be believed, he's sanctioned a 15 million bid for Batshuayi. He will cost more than that, probably more like 25 or 30, but we'll have the money for that. I mean, we've, we've got to improve. For Champions League, we, we, we can't stagnate. We have to get some better players. So, mm. um, you know, we've got to take the, take the, the, what do you call it? Take the hit. We have to take the hit and, and splash a little bit of cash. Um, I think also we could go back and to Fulham and uh, get the other, the other um, Dembele. Yeah. Because because he he would be a good third striker, a good backup, and he could learn from Harry and Bashuay. Um Witzel, I, I was trying to think, you know, who could we have as a midfield? But Witzel sounds like a good. But we're we're going to really end up a, a, like a Belgian Anglo team, aren't we? At this rate, mm. um, <coughs> I think it would be a case of listening to offers for yeah, Bentaleb, Chadley. I do agree with you. I mean, I like Chadley, but. You know, and Poch isn't sentimental, so he won't think, "Oh, he's a nice guy." But mm. he'll, if he feels he needs to, he'll, he'll, he'll sell him. And Fazio, I completely forgotten that we even had him, so <laughs> that makes very good sense. Okay, Zach, quickly from you before we wrap up. Um, yeah, God, I'm sorry to be boring, but I'm quite really agreeing with Greg for a change. Uh, not for a change, no. But <laughs> so, um, actually, you've agreed with think... quite a lot this podcast. <laughs> I know. Sorry, our normal service will be That's resumed. Okay. Um, but um, no, I mean Fazio, yeah, Fazio gone. Um, and I was thinking in terms of a replacement, it'd be nice to have someone who is a centre back and could possibly cover full back if we have a or, or defensive midfield, you know, a flexible kind of centre back. So because otherwise, if we attract anyone of quality and say we'll come in and be fourth choice centre back, um, it's very hard to get someone of that quality who's going to be happy just to be, you know, fourth in line. Um, but if they've got something else to offer and say, yeah, you know, you're part of the squad. And if we have a you know, right back or left back crisis or defensive midfield crisis, then, um, you know, I want you to fill in there. Um, talking of central midfield, um, you know, we, we need, I think, another we need a backup for um, Dyer. When we don't have Dyer and Dembele, it's, it's noticeable we're much weaker. Or if Dyer has to fit in at the back, um, as he has done a couple of times. Uh, and I was wondering, possibly Wanyama. Um, you know, he played very well today. Something we link, you know, he's a very good player. Maybe that will be a good squad player to have. I don't know, or someone similar. We'll probably get a Wanyama that's we've not heard of. Um, you know, through Paul's Mitchell's black box. Um, uh, yeah, Bentaleb looks like he's gone in the fact that it looks like Pochettino doesn't trust him. Um, I like Mason. I like I like his attitude. I like his fight. I like his sort of spirit. Um, whether he's ultimately he's good enough if we step up to le- the next level, he has to improve. Um, yeah. and if he's not able to improve, then you know maybe he goes to a mid-table club. Um, but in turn, and Chadley also in the same sort of vein. Um, and I was thinking someone who I thought has really impressed me this season, who may be getting relegated, is Wijnaldum, who's far too good for Newcastle. Yeah, um, and maybe or someone like that will be a good shout. But what about Shelby? I think we pardon. What about Shelby? No, no, I don't like him. I don't know. Don't like him. Good. Nor do I. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, he's. I don't know. His head's too shiny. I don't know what it is about him. I just don't like him. Um, so no, I I wouldn't have. I'd rather have Wanyama than um, Wijnaldum. Be nice symmetry when you're and 
Wanyama and Wijnaldum and we can buy lots of W's and Witzel maybe and certainly with strikers I like them Dembele and um, I'm not bothered if we get Berahino I would like us to have two strikers no. mm-hmm. so that I would like us to have one that is so your Batshui and Kane we could possibly at times some games or later on in games have two players up either rest one or have two strikers if we needed to, if we were chasing the game mm. and I would like them to be a young um you know, um, apprentice, as it were, um, be it Dembele or somebody like that who could come in and be happy to learn. And that may, again, may be the one that we already have, um, whose name escapes me. Um, oh, God, I'm going senile. <laughs> um, the young fellow we brought in recently who's shown a few flashes and is injured at the moment. Oh, Ninja. Clint. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so that may be him, or it may, oh, yeah, you know, maybe not be. But um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's my list really. I think there's something else that should be remembered as well is that Chelsea, Man City, and perhaps Man United, we get, we'll be getting new managers. We don't know who might become available, and because we're going to be possibly champions or runners-up, we're going to have Champions League football. It's going to put us into a very good position for buying them. Which we weren't, yeah. aren't normally in. You know, maybe the Schneiderlin will say, "Look, I've tried a year here. You're a bunch of idiots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm coming down. I'm going. I want to work for Poch again." <laughs> uh, yeah. No, thank you. Um, he 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 made his bed as he can sleep in it. Right. Um, on that note, thank you, thank you, Zach. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, thank you, Craig. Oh, thank you too. Been good. Um, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out.